Hey guys, welcome back to your Good Life Now podcast. I am Frankie Martinez. And before we start today, I want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. I've been so humbled and honored to see it reach so many different places throughout the U.S. and other countries. So I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Uh, I don't know how you listen when you're driving, when you're doing work at home, whatever you do while you're listening. I just thank you for that, for giving me the opportunity to encourage you, speak into your life. I'm hoping it's making you enjoy life a lot better and know that God has got a great purpose for you in your life. And life is amazing. And we should be living our good life, not tomorrow, not next week, not whenever we reached our biggest goal of the month, but uh, now we should live our good life now. So thank you again for listening. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we are on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, a bunch of places. So wherever you're listening, I'm a very personal guy. I like to say hi and talk to people. So find us on Instagram or wherever. Shoot us a DM. Say hi to us and our team. We have a team that helps put this production up every week. So drop a message in. Say hi. I'd love to know where you're listening from. Say hi to you back and it'd be really great. So I look forward to that. But today we are continuing Faith in You. A great series. And this topic today is something I am very passionate about, something I believe strong uh, about. And you'll find out why. It's I've entitled it, Are You Afraid to Be Great? Are you afraid to be great? And I say this because many of us secretly are afraid to be great without knowing it. Now, when I say great, it means it could mean different things to different people, okay? It, but greatness to you is you living beyond where you're at and reaching a, a higher level of life, potential goals, all that stuff. So we say we all want to walk in greatness and, and live, you know, grander lives or whatever. But a lot of times I realize when people get to that point, that there's a fear and sometimes it's a fear of like, you say you want it so much but then you get there and you you choke you, you see that happens in sports a lot right people fight so hard to get to the super bowl i mean have you ever seen one of your teams get to the super bowl and and you're so excited that they made it they played so good all season long and once they're there it's like they just did not play well. They didn't play like they always played. And sometimes it's like when you get that chance to step into greatness, a fear can take hold of you. Shonda Sumter in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned that a lot of times the fear of failure is actually a fear of success. So it's real where some of us sometimes are actually afraid of walking in greatness, afraid of success. And it's something that we need to address because... If you are secretly afraid to be great, God isn't going to answer your prayer. He's not going to give you something you're afraid of, right? Why would God give you something that you're really secretly afraid of? I know in this podcast, I, I talk a lot to, I mean, I refer to the Bible a lot because that's my personal experience that changed my life. Uh, you don't have to believe the Bible or even be a Christian to listen to this because this is just great stuff to encourage and inspire and empower you. But in this situation, I see a lot of Christian friends that I know as a pastor for many years, I've seen people struggle, especially I'm going to say Christians seem to struggle a lot with believing in themselves. I don't mean like believe in yourself that your value or worth, but I mean, believe that God wants you to be great. 
and it causes a conflict. It causes a conflict where, like I said before, God is not going to answer a prayer that you're secretly afraid of. I believe one of the greatest things, and I'm not just saying this because I thought of it, I actually ministered to people and that this is the number one breakthrough that's that's been holding them back, especially as a Christian. Uh, you are afraid to believe in yourself many times because of what I call the humble dilemma, okay? The humble dil- dilemma where we secretly don't know if God wants us to be great. We're like, well, well, I don't need to be great. You know, Jesus came to serve. Why should I want to be great? You know, I'm just going to, you know, just just be humble old me, just doing my little life and living my secret, quiet Christian life and honor God and do, and do things the way I want. And so we don't think that God really wants us to be great. When people like myself encourage you to step out and reach your dreams and, and live an amazing life, then you're like, well, there's a conflict because I do want to succeed. I do want my business to thrive. I do want to live a great life. But secretly, there's part of me that says maybe God doesn't want that for me. I call it the humble dilemma because that's something that we see throughout the Bible, right? God exalts the humble but lowers down the prideful, right? The humble dilemma is what the devil uses to keep you small. I think the devil uses a lot of those verses of being humble to keep you actually small and not reaching that full potential that God has for you. And we're going to just destroy that today in this podcast, okay? Because I'm going to just read you the definition of being humble. The true definition of being humble, it says this, it says to not be proud or arrogant. Now, I'm just going to stop there because having confidence in yourself doesn't mean you're arrogant and proud. That's two different things. Arrogance and pride is more of a heart thing of trying to be greater than other people or putting people down. But you can believe in yourself and that God has an amazing life for you without putting others down, without having to even be better than other people. It's not about other people. It's about you and what God wants in your life. But let me go ahead and finish this definition, okay? It says, humble means to not be proud or arrogant. It implies a yielding or submitting to another's judgment, or preference out of respect or reverence. Now, I know definitions are boring, but I'm going to read it the bottom part one more time because it's very eye-opening. It says, to be humble is to not be proud or arrogant, but check this part out. Implies a yielding or submitting to somebody else's judgment. It's when you prefer what somebody else says about you greater than yourself, right? So you're, I'm going to be humble. You know, no, I'm not nothing. You know, I'm just going to be me. But humility says it's submitting to somebody else's judgment. So I want to encourage you to be humble, but to be humble God's way. If being humble means to submit to someone else's judgment about you, I do want you to do that. Submit to God's judgment about you, right? So being humble would mean true humility would be submitting to what God says about you over what you think about yourself. And if you do that, you're going to be filled with confidence in yourself and God. But it's humility because you're submitting to what God says about you. Humility says, you know best, Lord, and I humbly submit to what you say about me. If that's who you say I am, then I yield to you and I humbly agree with you, right? That's being humble. Pride resists God, says, no, God, I know better than you. And I'm telling you, that's not me. I don't have what it takes to do that. And you should know better than that. So there's the contrast. We think pride is having confidence in ourselves, but it's not. Pride says that we know better than God. 
And in actuality, I mean, think back to the story of Moses we talked about a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. So when God called Moses, Moses said, no, I can't do that because I got a stuttering problem. I can't do this. I can't do that. And if you read the story, Moses gives multiple excuses why God can't use him to the point where God got upset. God literally got upset with Moses because he was arguing with him. And But we think that's Moses being humble. But that's how people sound nowadays, right? When people says, God wants your business to succeed, for you to flourish, to be wealthy, to be prosperous, to do all these great things. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to be humble. I'm just going to be humble. That's not honestly, accurately being humble. When God says, Moses, you're going to be the deliverer of Israel, If Moses says, awesome, let's do this, that would be humility because he's humbling himself to God's opinion of him. Pride is what Moses was actually doing. Him giving God reasons is saying, God, I know better than you. I'm not the deliverer of Israel. I can't do it. You must have made a mistake because I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm afraid all these things happen. And we think, That's the excuse that we find sometimes when we feel God wants to challenge us to seek greater for your life, to do better things in your life. And we think that's being humble, but that's not. Being humble is actually accepting what God says about you. And we see that beautifully with the example of Mary, the mother of Jesus. An angel appeared to her, says, you are highly favored. And the Bible actually says later that all generations will call her blessed, right? So, The angel appears to Mary and tells her that she's highly favored. All generations are going to call her blessed. And what does she say in return? Does she she pull a Moses? Oh, no, not me. I'm just little old Mary. Just leave me alone. I'm I'm humble Mary. I'm just going to, you know, just, just, just be myself. No, that's not real humility. That's pride and arrogance saying you know more than God. But Mary, she showed a beautiful example of true humility. You know what she said? The Bible says word for word. I'm going to read it to you because you got to hear it. Luke 138, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Look at that. Come on. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Now, I'm telling you, that's humility. She didn't argue. She says, if I'm supposed to be great, if all generations are going to call me great, well, I'm going to submit to that. I'm your servant. You do what you see fit, God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to honor you. So when God calls you for greatness, you got to understand that God wants you to be great, right? The Bible says you are supposed to be a light on the top of a hill. You don't light a lamp and put it under a, a bush. You don't hide it. He says it should, you should be a city set on a hill for all to see. So God puts his spirit inside of us. He invests in us. He puts greatness within us and he wants the world to see how great it is to know God, to live for God, to serve God. And I'm telling you, if we try to play that false humility deal, all of a sudden the devil has us plain small. We're missing out on all the life that God has for us. And we're doing it under the, the, the guise of being humble. Um, come on now. For me, th- th- that's something that I see common. And when I confront people with it, it's so awesome to see the, the turnaround because people think, well, you know, I'm afraid to be great. I don't want to be prideful. You can be great without being prideful. You know, the awesome thing is when God is telling you something about yourself, he's not telling you to encourage you to become that. He's actually telling you that because that's who you really are. When he was telling Moses, you're gonna be the deliverer of Israel, he wasn't encouraging him, hey, maybe you should apply for this position. He's saying, Moses, this is who I created you to be. This is your destiny, accept it, 
own it, walk in it, and live this life because that's who you are, right? So your desire to do great things and increase your influence is what you were created to do. Do not stifle that desire, but rather get your heart right and be great so that you can serve and bless others. And think about uh, different stories in the Bible. Okay, I'm going to show you two. First of all, we see when Jesus was with his disciples, two of his disciples came up to him and they said that they wanted the seats of greatness, right? They they want to sit in seats of honor. They want to be great. They want a position. They want people to know them. And look at Jesus' reply. They basically said, Jesus, we want to be great, right? And I'm going to read you out of the Passion Translation. Look at Jesus's response. Instead of Jesus rebuking them, Jesus didn't correct them. He didn't say your heart's right. I mean, you know, he didn't say like he told Peter, depart from me. I mean, get away from me, Satan. Uh, He didn't do none of that stuff. Instead of Jesus even correcting or rebuking them, he actually tells them how to be great. Mind-blowing, right? What does it say? Mark 10, 43, it says, you are to lead by a different model. Look at this breakthrough. He says, if you want to be the greatest, then live as one called to serve. The path to promotion comes by having the heart of a bond slave who serves everybody. What a great example Jesus set. If you want to be the greatest, boom, do this. This, Jesus said, is the path to promotion. So there is nothing wrong with wanting to be great. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be promoted. There's nothing wrong with wanting to live a very influential life. God wants you to do that because you're his child. You would be a great example. You would be, I mean, come on, when you look at Instagram, look at the people who are influencing people. And I think that you would see many of the great influencers are not doing such a great job influencing them in a positive way. But imagine if you, with a heart for God, living right, if you can have that platform of influence, imagine the good you can spread, you can share. And that, my friends, is why the devil wants you to play small. The devil wants you to believe that you're being humble by being small so that you won't have a great influence. Because if you have a great influence, you're going to reach people for God. You're going to influence people to live their good life now, to live a better life. And man, the devil does not like that. He'd rather have people live their bad life now, right? But that's not what we're about. So Jesus tells them how to be great. And what does he say? He actually shows them the secret to greatness is serving other people. The secret to greatness is serving others. And see, that shows you that being great isn't bad. It's how are you going to be great? You can be great in a bad way or a good way. So the problem isn't being great. The problem is what's your heart in your greatness? Jesus says, if you want to be great, have a servant's heart, serve people. So if you serve people with all you got and you make that priority, God will exalt you and let you reach a level of greatness where you can influence people. So that servant's heart could be very much seen and have a greater influence on other people, right? But other people who reach greatness through other methods and ways, they're influencing people too. But I'm telling you, it's not the position that is bad. It's our heart in that position. So don't fear greatness. Fear not having a right heart before God. 
Don't fear greatness. Don't fear success. Don't fear reaching high levels of influence. Instead, fear not having a servant's heart, not loving and honoring and, and wanting to, to bless people first. That, as long as your heart's right, man, I pray you succeed. We need you to succeed. We need you to reach greater levels of influence so you can share that with other people so that people can rise up and we can have just an onslaught of of. of influencers that are here to serve other people. What a beautiful world that would be, right? So the problem is not greatness. The problem is the heart, right? Check this other story out. When God calls Abraham, uh, Genesis 12, 1 and 2, it says, the Lord said to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation. What kind of nation? A great nation. It gets better, guys. Listen, and I will bless you and I will make your name great. Wow. That just crumbled that uh, humble dilemma. It just crumbled all the lies of the enemy that God doesn't want you to be great, that God doesn't want you to have influence. God literally told Abram, I will make your name great. Why? Here it comes. And you will be a blessing. So the verse continues. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Beautiful, beautiful. He didn't argue. He didn't say this ain't for me. He says, like Mary, let's do it. If that's what you have for me, then I want to do it. So again, what is God's will? God's will is for you to be great so you can have greater influence and what? Bless other people. I know a lot of great people with great hearts, right? Good hearts, um, want to do great things, but if they believe that they're supposed to be humble, call it humble, and just be low, being humble has, means low, lowness of heart and spirit, not not the way you, you represent yourself in the world. We need to be bold. We need to be lights in this world. We need to shine and let that, our godliness shine and, and the goodness inspire others. I mean, come on, this world could definitely use some more good life now, right? That's why you ought to share this with your friends, share this podcast around you because people need to know that life is worth living. Life is good, right? We, we need to see that more. So I get very passionate about this topic because I think especially for Christians who are deceived with what God calls humble, that they really don't want to accept greatness and accept the great influence God wants to drop on them. And because I'm telling you, if you struggle with that, God will not answer your prayer because he don't want to give you something you're afraid of. He don't want to give you something that you're going to repel, right? So hope this encourages you. I'm going to close with this verse right here. The key to greatness, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now this should be, pretty much the definition of your Good Life Now podcast because our, our our foundation is what? Faith in God and faith in you. That's how I believe you can live your good life. You can't do one without the other. You need faith in God and faith in yourself. He says, I can do all things. That's faith in yourself. But here's a faith in God through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Amplified Bible says it like this. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. That means that because of God, I can do all things. So the key to greatness is this. You ready? It's not just confidence. 
It's a word I'm about to create. Now, this is going to go viral. I'm telling you, <laughs> get ready to order the t-shirt, order the hat. Let's make this viral. The key to greatness is not just confidence, is what I call Godfidence, right? It's Godfidence. It's not confidence. Confidence is is not just having in yourself because you just want to have confidence in yourself. It's I have Godfidence. I believe in myself because I know God is my source. I believe in myself because I know God is within me. I believe in myself because I know God has made me in his image. I believe in myself because God is my source. That, my friends, is Godfidence. And when you have that, you will live your good life now. Have faith in you and faith in God. Don't be afraid of greatness. Have some confidence. Know that you should be doing great things. You should be succeeding. You should be the number one salesperson on your team. You should be the greatest influencer. You should be excelling in whatever you do. Seek to do the best. What does the Bible say? Whatever you do, do uh, work as if you're working unto the Lord. And that means you are going to be great. You are going to have a great level of influence. You're going to influence other people because your life is going to have such an influence, such greatness coming out of you because you believe in God and yourself. And because of that, you should be able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have faith in myself because I have faith in God. Godfidence. All right, guys. So take that. Have some confidence. Walk into it. Let's get rid of that that false belief. Do not be afraid of greatness. Greatness is waiting for you. It's what you created to do. It's who you were created to be. You were created to have great influence, to be the light, to shine, to walk in greatness. And when you can accept that it's part of God's plan for your life, you can do it with a smile. You can do it with joy and know that all things are working for your good because you are having faith in God and faith in you. All right, my friends, hope you enjoy this. Don't forget to say hi. Cheers to your good life. Good life, good, good life, yeah.